0: Welcome to the House Must Be Full Podcast. My first and most special guest is Izzy Brown, a friend who I've known for over ten years.
1: Well, over. I feel like I've known you
0: more. I definitely knew you before I met you. Like I feel like I knew we were for, we met in theater camp, and I feel like you had been there for years before me. I was there I for a And I just saw you around, <laughs> like you were like an intern, like a office intern or something. And I just sure. like knew of you, and then we were in the same class together and. And the rest is history. The rest is history. And now we live in the same city together. Yes. And we're from, we, were, we grew up in, um, in the South. Yes. The dirty. <laughs> the dirty South. The country South, not
1: the, the fancy South. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> Dirt roads and shit.
0: Um, so welcome to my podcast. And thank you for indulging me. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> so the point of this podcast, um, The House Must be full, is I feel like as a, we as a culture have never really dissected and talked about full house which is a real travesty of justice I think we've done it I think because I think now's the time because we talked about late 80s sitcoms a lot yeah and like i feel like now that like we're of age so people who grew up with it can talk about it now and like analyze it yeah go back and look at the things that we loved in our childhood and
1: rip it to shreds
0: because not for nothing fuller house is a thing and they remade it for a reason yeah we need to figure out what way what what, why yeah not just because (laughs) none of them had
1: jobs (laughs) there certainly had to be another reason
0: (laughs) yeah and i feel like um we need to appreciate every aspect of it like i have a deep appreciation for it absolutely um so my background in Full House is I have re- I remember I first remember watching it in season three like the first like I was re-watching the series lately like recently and I remember that season three is like what I remember from my childhood that's like the first thing I remember and I remember like loving Michelle and like shaking my personality off of Michelle I was also a really large Michelle fan as a child I think that her like sassiness. I definitely remember imitating her sassiness, and like I real I noticed that it got her attention.
1: Yeah, hundred percent.
0: And I was like, I like remember saying verbatim, "like you got it, dude," and "no way, Jose." I still say you got it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got in trouble. I never rem- remember getting in trouble for saying um, "no way, Jose" to my mom, and she got mad. She's like, "Who are you talking to?" <laughs> <laughs> like, not in this house. Right. Hello, <laughs> I am not Danny Tanner. Thank you very much. <laughs> So yeah, and then um, John Stamos was my first crush. He's the first human being I've ever been attracted to. I def- I you remember- picked a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember like, and also in season three, we're not there yet. We're in this podcast. We're gonna go like, we're gonna go in chronological order, but we're not gonna go episode by episode. But we're gonna like follow their trajectory and like pick key episodes of the series. So we're not there yet. We're not in season three yet. But season three is like a really good Jesse season. Mm. it that gets all his full range of emotions like even in the first episode which we're talking about today we got like some different beats with jesse yeah we did with danny yes and in season three you see like all of jesse's like his whole like range of emotions like it's like him as like a lover and like him changing as a person like his insecurities sure in season three so like i think that's why like i just saw him as like a full human being in season three and i was attracted to that At four four years old, right? (laughs) (laughs) I saw that. (laughs) What do you? Such an aware (laughs) four-year-old. I have a lot of I have a lot of memories as a kid. I think that's really cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and my mom can confirm some of the stuff I remember. Like she can validate it that it it actually happened. Yeah. Um, What about you? Like, what's your full house background? I definitely watched the show a lot as a
1: child. Um, I too. Had a huge affinity for Michelle Tanner. I still think she's pretty kick-ass. I think that's really where my obsession with the Olsen twins launched, which Mm. I carried far into my adolescence.
0: Pause. I have a framed picture of Michelle, or um, Mary-Kate Olsen hiding from paparazzi in my... In my bedroom. I love you. It's a painting of it. We were An fated. Oil painting. We were fated to be friends. <laughs> Go on. Um,
1: so yeah, I think I think that really kicked off my um Olson twin addiction. Um I also huge fan of Comet. Mm, oh right. And most dogs really. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but Comet really that's a that's a special animal. Um
0: Aww. Yeah, but
1: when they're... you were a kid you like remember Did you have a dog when You were a kid? I had a lot of different animals growing up, um, but I did have a dog for most of my childhood. One dog, um, named Soup.
0: Oh, yeah, I think I met Soup.
1: Yeah, we named him Soup because, um, my, my brother, when, when our cat had kittens, we decided to keep a kitten and, um we let my little brother who was, I think three at the time name the cat and he wanted to name it sandwich. Obviously, <laughs> What else would you ever name a kitten? Um, so when we got the dog, like two months later, my mom said, well, he has to be soup to go with the sandwich. So there we were. I love your family. Right. We're ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I think it makes so much sense. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> um, so yeah, I had a dog, but he was nothing like comment and wasn't nearly as smart. Um, but that's okay. He was still pretty cute. Um, but yeah, I've always loved animals, and so I always liked watching uh, animals on TV or in movies. I always thought that was really cool. Did um, you
0: watch Full House? What was your reaction to Full House? Do you like... how? Where is it in your memory?
1: I remember... I Actually, you were talking about us meeting at theater camp. My dad used to take me to work with him in the mornings in the summer, um, and then take me to theater camp because it was close to his office. And Same! So, and so I would have to sit in his lobby for hours because he... His, office opened at 6 a.m. because my dad ran a mechanics uh, shop and um so I'd sit in the lobby watching tv and I watched Full House like every morning um you I mean at that point it was syndicated reruns um but that's my my deepest memory is watching it in the mornings before theater camp eating my little sausage biscuit that we'd gotten on the way in and waiting to be able to go to camp um so it was always fun to to think about that time that I like spent with my dad, and even though I was just sitting around watching TV.
0: Yeah, and maybe that's my where my where my coffee addiction came from. Because when, when I went to go to work with my mom, she worked at the newspaper, mm-hmm. and like I would have to go to work with her super early before camp started, and like I would get like a gross like sugary frappuccino thing, and like <laughs> go to her office and like sit and like play solitaire. Yes, in her on her like because I was like she was the first one in the office. Uh huh um and i would just go to her like neighbor her like co desk and like play solitaire that's pretty genius and drink coffee before camp started man i still don't like coffee i mean that's far. it's fine i can't stand it it's overrated it probably
1: is but I'm i mean probably, it gets a job done i'm gonna get a lot of hate mail now <laughs> <laughs> put your at here Where's, right. what's, your, what's your twitter don't at me coffee sucks
0: um, yeah, so I I started this podcast because I recently started w- rewatching it like uh, like three years ago, and like in I w- I majored in film and TV, and like we had we had to take film theory classes, th- film theory classes, mm-hmm. and which where you analyze films and like look at like the placement of the scenery and like the camera angles and like the cinematography and like dissect what the directors kind of say like the under like the subtext of everything, mm-hmm. and like. I can analyze Full House in the same way I could, like, an Antonioni, Antonioni or a Bergman film or, like, a Kubrick film. But, like, you can't do that with a lot of other movies or TV shows. Like sure. That says a lot about the layers of Full House that, like, I can actually, like, think about it in, like, a deeper way that like I can't do with, like, any other, like, crappy 90s sitcom. And this is why I am not the host of the <laughs> But, no, no, I think it's not about me. It's about, like, something else being there. I think mostly, like, the performers. Sure. And I think, like, they got captured a really cool moment in pop culture history where they, like, took all the things we wanted as a culture and, like, put it in one show. Sure. And that's why it, like, was so successful. And there's, like, more to it than, say, like, even Family Matter, just step by step. Absolutely. You know? Sure. Absolutely. Because no one's out here caping for a step by step to come back and, like. No. Be on, like, or, like, Keenan and kale Or, uh, in this, like, Full House and, like, Keenan and kale and, like, all that, or, like, have, like, a following. Because like, yes. there's, like, a deeper artistic effort that went into it absolutely you know yes and we I need totally to appreciate do. that that's what this podcast is for well i'm ready let's appreciate it <laughs> all right so we're going to talk about the very first episode it's called our very first show yes that's the name of the episode correct um and i showed easy um before uh, bob saget was signed on to do the show they had a guy called john posey who was the danny tanner before um bob saget Y'all, I gotta tell you, I have never been more (laughs) grateful for Bob Saget in my life
1: than I was after watching the first five minutes of the original unaired pilot of Full House. First of all. Like, I always thought Bob Saget was the poor man's Bob Saget, but John Posey is the poor man's Bob (laughs) Saget. Yeah, speak It was rough.
0: And it was like, he was like, uncharismatic, no shade to him, but like, speaking truth, it wasn't for him. It wasn't his moment. It was
1: not his role. I'm certain he's lovely.
0: Yeah. But was, Danny Tanner was not meant to be him. Correct. Um, he had way too much chemistry with the mom. Ooh, I want to play a clip right now um, of the, yes. that moment of them like speaking tenderly and like he, mom.
1: It's time to go home.
0: You've been taking care of us ever
1: since Pamela died. And we never would have made it through these last three months without you. But dad needs you too. You remember your husband, dad, gray hair, glasses, Where's his boxer shorts up around his neck?
0: I don't know why they chose, they, like, what the exact reason behind Jeff Franklin, the creator, not picking, like, or choosing to go with Bob Saget. Like, I need to, like, go back and look into the lore of it. Sure. I wouldn't know if I watched a Lifetime original movie about it, but I don't want to watch that. Yeah, I've just, like, listened to um, this podcast called Mother May I Sleep With Podcast. Uh-huh. I've and heard of that podcast. It's amazing. Molly McAleer, like, breaks down all Lifetime movies, and she did that episode about, like, the Full House. And, like, sure. she had a great guest, and they talked about, like, all of, like, she loved Jodie Sweet, and she loves Full House, too. And, like, Jodie Sweet pretty banging. Yeah, she's amazing. She's a goddess. Um, but, yeah, they talk about, like, the, and I think it's, like, a pretty accurate depiction of, like, um, the history of the show and, like how they were all chosen and how, like, Bob Saget and Dave Kueh and all them were chosen. Um, but I haven't watched it. Well, I just like, listened to that podcast talking about it. Interesting. Um, Why don't you want to watch it? I think I get, like, intimidated by people who think they know more about Blouse than <laughs> me. <laughs> how dare or, they? Or, like, I get insecure about maybe not knowing as much as I think I know. Or, like, admitting that I don't know as much as I think I know. You may not. OK.
1: I think it's just like factual reasons of why people (laughs) are on the show or not. I I think is something that, you know, obviously you wouldn't necessarily be privy to. But I think as far as knowing the show, you know, the show pretty fine.
0: Yeah. (laughs) From what I can tell. Yeah. And I've like seen um, John Stamless's biography. Um, The biography channel, I don't know if it's still on, but they had like a 30 minute episode about his life. That's interesting. Yeah. And and they didn't talk about like Bob Saget's whatever on Full House. And why, fair anyway. Um, so yeah, like again, with this po- with this podcast, I wouldn't like since I have like a film theory background, I like look at things too deeply. I'm and so I'm kind of like interested in seeing like what other people see because I know what I see, right? And it's like a weird um theory about the house being possessed by um uh, like a agoraphobic um landlady who would have tenants in the building and she got emotionally attached to them because she would never leave the house, and like the people in the house. Were her only connections, and so after she died and her body wasn't found until way too late, she, her, her spirit possessed the house, and like that's why the house must have people in it and like have harmony and like the house balance. Must be full. Yeah, Ooh. that's my theory. I'm open cool. to other things. Just, like I just want to like break down and see what other people see. Like, you don't think it has, it has anything to, be... to do with Pamela's death? No. All right. No. Okay. I don't. I think Pamela's okay. All right. I think Pamela's normal. Cool. I think there's something with Danny though. Alright. In other episodes we'll like talk about Danny and his blood pack with the boys. Hell yeah. <laughs> and that he makes in one episode. Y'all, those podcasts gonna be good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like where are we? Um the grandma leaves.
1: Thankfully this the girls time don't without to the go. edible tension.
0: Yeah, and the girls are like, don't hard, don't harder to leave and um then jesse shows up first of all let's talk about how like they're in the episode like dj and stephanie have to share a room yeah and because jesse's gonna move into stephanie's room and dj and stephanie are gonna share a room now and dj is like let's talk about dj for a second yes and what her i didn't like dj and i never liked dj
1: dj was never my favorite I think she's got her moments, of course, like anybody, any character does in any show, but she was never my favorite. Um, I cannot imagine being 10 years old and losing a mom. Yeah, like that's hard. And particularly being 10 years old, having two younger siblings and losing a mom. I'm the oldest. I know what it's like to be the oldest. A lot of pressure is put on the oldest child to, you know, be a caregiver. For your younger siblings to make life easier for them um but i really think that there must have been such a larger burden on her once her mom died yeah and that's yeah. gotta be hard yeah i think
0: cause, like, she has the most memory with her mom and like the, probably the deeper the deepest connection with the mom Then absolutely it was definitely Michelle. A, a harder loss than the two younger children. yeah and the, has... the guest i'm having on like after you she is like a dj fan mm-hmm. like a super dj fan All right. she okay. identifies with dj nice. and it'll be interesting because i don't relate to dj and i feel like she's like a stick in the mud and like i but do i do I in the older her. sibling
1: way i i understand her in that we are both the oldest children however I'm way more fun than DJ.
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel like, yeah, it's a the older sibling burden Yeah, that just, like, pisses you off. Yeah. Gets you a little jaded
1: at 10 years old, <laughs> walking around like you know the whole world. Everything's against you
0: already. Yeah, and, like... insulin
1: money out of your uncle and
0: shit. Oh, God. Yeah, DJ in this episode has, like, we... I don't know. I can't tell if it shows up in other episodes, but she has, like, a She's, like, a money miser, and, like, she, like... Yeah, she's, like, a hustler. bribes and... She's trying
1: to like get paid, get any paid way that for she can. whatever. Yeah, she's trying to
0: wait. Also, learned that she took money from Danny. Yeah, in, straight when, up <laughs> stole twenty five dollars. Yeah, this. she was like, she tried to pay her grandma to stay, mm-hmm. and then that her dad was like, "Where did you get that money?" And like, she kind of lied, but then she told the truth that she took it from him. Yeah, she was like, "I got it from my
1: room." Well, actually, it was yours, but it was still in my room, or something like that. And I was
0: like, "Oh, that's a red flag." Right. She handled that,
1: Danny. Right? She's trying to get all this bread, whether it's hers or not.
0: Yeah. And then so Jesse shows up and he's like holding a motorcycle helmet and a loose guitar. Yeah. Just just a guitar. No (laughs) case. And to think that he just rode in on a
1: motorcycle. Where the fuck was that guitar? Where was he he holding that guitar? Was he like
0: strapped on him while he was riding?
1: I mean, I would think that someone who's that serious about their music would have their Instrument a little better protected, and I don't understand really why they decided
0: to make that choice of him just holding
1: it loose. Coming, I mean, in. it's
0: like a shorthand for like this is his character. He's a musician, right. bad boy with a motorcycle. I feel like we might have gotten that with a guitar case, but whatever. Maybe <laughs> <Facts. I'm wrong. laughs> Maybe people, people they thought people couldn't understand that it was a guitar case. So maybe they thought it was like a, a acoustic guitar, which is a different thing. It's that a different is a kind different of person thing than an electric guitar. So I do get that
1: you do want the kind of visual like this is not just a like brooding musician this is a rock and roll guy and
0: yeah and then he has this story about vanessa and like the showgirl he almost hooked up with and then that he tells in front of the children which yeah. is
1: very charming we
0: learned very soon very early on that like jesse and then later joey they have no maternal instincts or like paternal instincts or like right. any instincts in general they have no idea what being a parent is going to be about yeah, I say, like, I
1: do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel
0: like you, like, can understand when a child cries. It's not a good thing. You should, like, do, like, a basic rundown of, like, what the three things a kid could want when it's right, crying. Right, absolutely. 100%. And how to change a diaper. We'll get there. Um, <laughs> and then Joey shows up. Speaking of loose things, Ooh, loose girl, clothes. <laughs> I mean, just a
1: whole pile of clothes.
0: <laughs> Like, where did he come from? Like, I want to know, like, where was Joey before this? Like, when you were an actor, you think about, like, where were you before this scene started? Absolutely. And I totally (sighs) imagine that he was definitely on... They're in
1: San Francisco, right? Uh He was definitely on one of the, like, trolleys going down the street, holding this huge thing. And everybody was avoiding him like they do on the subway here in New York.
0: Yeah, like, um, I think... Um, and I was thinking that maybe they were in the Tenderloin which is like a CD part of San Francisco called the Tenderloin which is like it's like really bad right now like it's just like homeless people everywhere and like it's yeah it's like a lot of just like people who just need mental help and like are homeless and maybe he like walked from the Tenderloin to the Painted Ladies which is like the rural houses that they're in sure, and just like showed up with dirty with a pile of dirty clothes and it's like long tailed (laughs) t-shirt (laughs) <laughs> yeah joey um joey was
1: rocking the the high low shirt trend way before anyone mm-hmm. of us wanted it that's right way before anybody needed it wanted it of course it was still like a very loud hawaiian shirt but
0: joey's a sad character i want to like think about more i want to have some joey specific episodes that i find and like break down because i feel like his backstory like he does make me sad i wonder what dave Koe like what kind of character would you would do with that person right I
1: just assume that Uncle Joey is, in fact, well, I guess he's not an uncle, but I I assume They call him Uncle, right? Right. I feel like they do at some point. Um, I feel like Uncle Joey is, in fact, the person that Alanis Morissette was singing You Ought to Know About. Not Dave (laughs) Fouillier specifically, but Uncle Joey. Yeah. She was singing it about him.
0: Maybe he was doing character work when they were dating, and she was like, I don't want this. Right. I I don't want this I can't be about it. Yeah, and you were that bad person that she didn't want. Yeah maybe he I'm sure he, Dave's a lovely guy now I'm certain he is I imagine they all are to be perfectly honest yeah I like appreciate
1: evidence would suggest that Bob Saget's not but
0: he's a nice person
1: I'm certain he is he's just you know gross yeah oh <laughs> which yeah which is fine yeah that's
0: fine I feel like <laughs> aren't we that's all a separate a thing. Bit. you can be nice and gross at the same time you can be mm-hmm. I've walked that line <laughs>
1: um it was jarring to you know come from a childhood of watching Full House to finding out that Bob Saget was really gross
0: yeah yeah, I don't know when like it's when I learned that, but yeah. That's something I appreciate about, appreciate about Full House is like how talented everyone is. Like yeah. Jodie Sweetin is insanely talented. Jodie Sweeten's great. Um, Dave David is like an like he's great with impressions. Like he's actually yeah, he's, like a good like 80s comic. Absolutely.
1: I think he's really funny. I think he's really great in the show. Um I love his his voice work. Um and he makes cool sound effects like that dude from a uh, uh, Police Academy? Police Academy. Yeah. Thank you um yeah i I, i'm impressed by all of them it's it's really a stellar cast that they ended up with
0: that's the it's like i feel the same way about full house as i do with matt stone and trey parker and um when they were in basketball and how they like they're like actually really good comedians and like writers and like but they like gave their all like when you watch the movie they actually acted like they tried and they committed to like the shitty script that that they didn't write absolutely and I appreciate, I love when actors, like, try when yes, they don't absolutely. have to. absolutely, <laughs> when they really get in there and do the work. Yeah, do the work, guys. Um, and then we have a moment in Jesse's new room with um the pink bunnies. He's taking Stephanie's room, and, like, there's, like, the pink bunnies, and, like, he has a Webster joke about the closet being made for a child, and like, he has a twin bed. He does a lot of problematic things in this first episode, Uncle Jesse. <sighs> yeah. I feel like there's a lot of
1: things that... Hyper-masculine. Uh, yeah, you know, pretty homophobic... You know, the don't hug me in a room with pink bunnies. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I feel like there are better ways to show that someone is a masculine man's man than being just, like, weirdly homophobic about a room that used to belong to a little girl.
0: But at the same time, he has this heartwarming moment when he says that, like... He went really, like takes Danny and's like, look, Pam's my sister, I love you, I love the girls. Like he's like Yeah looks deeply into Danny's eyes. It's like, okay, I'm here for you. I love you. Absolutely. But also like, don't be gay.
1: Right, but don't be gay. <laughs> we can be like, we can love each other, but no it's homo. not no homo. Hashtag no homo all day long. It's I I'll check it up to being the the 80s and like yeah
0: absolutely it's definitely a mark of the time period it's not something you would necessarily because they went a lot of they TV went out of the day. way to like make gender jokes and like about like being mothers and like right just yeah. not getting there's a baby Like, what do we do
1: right you know <laughs> so much of so much of dealing with a baby is instinctual you know okay it's, of crying, crying. it's probably dirty yeah it's probably hungry, dirty or hungry, or and also pain. if you're Those in a three options if you're in a
0: bedroom with a baby, there's ninety nine. If you turn around, there's probably a changing table behind you, right? And yeah, that's what after these assholes that, ran yeah. her to the kitchen, yeah, to change her. After, diaper. After like Joey's like counter. bit, where he does all his voices and like does like his physical humor, they like decide to like take the, take Michelle downstairs to change her diaper. They put her in a a pot like a a roast a roasting pan. pan, yeah, with a with a meat rack.
1: And some, like, kitchen towels underneath under for her,
0: blood. for a little bum, to be warm and comfortable. And then he takes her diaper off with, like, a with tongs. Yeah, so literally nothing in this kitchen anymore is not covered in
1: Michelle's feet. <laughs> Everything is gross now.
0: <laughs> and he puts it into a Tupperware bin to, like, preserve it for flavor. Yeah, that's later right. On. You as Stephanie it, says. Keep it fresh. No, as Jesse says, like, yeah, good job. Keep it fresh. <laughs> keep it fresh. Um, and meanwhile Stephanie's being a perfect middle child and just like waiting for a moment to get attention
1: yes living her best life (laughs) yeah
0: and they have like a really like they use basically use Michelle as a prop for like their little gag yes like clean her with water like spraying her down with little bum showing and like spray her with water and like wrap her and they wrap her in paper
1: towels and then the you know the thing that you really want to put on an infant child they put a plastic bag around her yeah
0: you know. And also I can tell there was a moment when I can, you can see like the Michelle, like Mary Kate and Ashley, they're actually crying. Like when they're walking, her, when they're walking her around the counter to the paper towel thing, she's actually crying. Yeah. It's like, Poor baby. I know. Oh.
1: You really think like after watching that scene, I'm, you wonder, God, what is it that we're doing to these baby actors mm-hmm. who can't consent to yeah. do this work, yeah. whose parents are doing it for them? It really kind of blows my mind, the things that sometimes we ask of those.
0: Yeah. And that's why I don't begrudge Mercury and Ashley for not wanting anything to do with Full House. Or like, if they never, if they say, if they go publicly and say, don't ever mention our name with Full House ever again, I'd be like, cool. Yeah. I get it. I totally understand. understand. Because like, you had no choice in all that. Yeah. And like, you were great. I love them. And like, I feel like they were like a part of my childhood, but I understand that it wasn't their choice to be a part of my childhood. That's right. And you know, I I
1: feel differently about them when we're watching you know all of the movies that they made as like tweens and teenagers Mm -hmm. they got to they got to have some input in that and they got to you know kind of be their own little mini moguls as young adults um but yeah man that infancy showing your bare ass on television when you're not old enough to say... And, like,
0: things you, like, you I don't, don't remember. Like, you don't remember out, right. as a baby. Like, like full, like, your entire life, like, on camera. And, like, yeah. you can't... People, like, will know, like, when you started getting teeth and, like... Yeah. When you started walking and, like, how you looked when that happened. Right. And I, they, I think you and they know seen you.
1: one of their butts. Perhaps both
0: of their butts yeah. were in that
1: pilot. But that's that's a lot to put on a baby.
0: Yeah. So I have empathy for Michelle. No or kidding. And... Mary Kate and Ashley, and Mary like Kate I love Nashua. them, and have a reverence for them in the same way I have reverence for John Stamos. Absolutely, as evidence in my cake. By the way, I should mention I have a John Stamos day party every year on John Stamos's birthday. It's a delightful, fun. It's uh, a summer event. Festival. It wasn't in summer this year. It coincided with my birthday this year, but normally it's in um in the summer, and I have a cake that says "In Reverent Appreciation of John Stamos." Every year, it's the same words on the cake. Yep have hors d'oeuvres that are full house puns like i had um your baby's a pig in a blanket one one year <laughs> <laughs>
1: your baby's a pig probably my favorite line of the pilot. i really that was a good your one that was like delivery was great yeah the it timing was perfect. was perfect it was absolutely a perfectly written executed piece of television
0: yeah and i have a pink bunny spritzer mm-hmm. um yeah i just have a, like a corn on the cob sagt. <laughs> I hate you so. Much. I have Dave. Kool- I had Dave Kool Aid last year. Yes, Dave Kool Aid. It was good, like a good Jungle Juice type punch. Mm. Deal. Um, yeah, and it's just a good time every summer. I celebrate John Samos and like how I appreciate him, and how have full house playing in the background yep. on mute.
1: It's a fun time.
0: It's a fun time. You guys should all come out. Yeah. Slash, don't don't just come to my apartment. Slash, please don't ever come. To <laughs> see just follow me else. Instagram. There you um, go. Lane Little T or um, the House Must Be Full podcast, and I'll go. post pictures there every year um where are we now um the baby and then um danny comes back right yeah danny goes to work
1: leaving the mm-hmm. two men that just walked into his house alone with his three yeah children. he's gone
0: now and that's why they do the, the diaper thing because right. danny's gone danny has he's, gone a, to work. he's a sportscaster and
1: as a sportscaster he can apparently afford such a large lavish house in san francisco so I don't know what network he was working for, but God bless him for paying their anchors well.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to that figure out the... He
1: wasn't even an anchor. He was just a sports guy, right? He's a
0: sports guy. Yeah. Yeah, he, did, he, yeah, he wasn't an anchor yet. He got his own show with um, Becky an anchor later anchor, on, right? though. Right. Um, that's why I'm trying to figure out the, the backstory of the house. I'm like, how did he get the house? Maybe, like, it's in his lineage, and that's why he be, he's become a host. And, like, that's yeah. why, like... I have a theory that Danny is the most manipulative person in the house, and, like, mm. the spirit of the house is strongest in him. Oh. So maybe, like, the house is in his family somehow. Yes, maybe. Think about it. Um,
1: maybe he's the one who killed the previous landlady.
0: Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, and the, your baby's a pig, and Vanessa shows up at the front door. Vanessa, who Jesse inappropriately talked about. Jesse's little one-night stand from the night before. And mm-hmm. then they find out DJ ran away, and they all rush um, to, to, to the bedroom. And they, she, DJ clear the entire bedroom out
1: that bedroom that she had lived in for 10 years y'all she emptied that bitch I in can't do that
0: with like my I can't do that when I'm actually moving right I can't do it either uh, like in three days I can't do that with like multiple days to prepare to move and she did that in like I'm going a home few for, hours I'm going
1: home for Christmas next week and I just have to pack a couple of bags and I have no idea how I'm going to accomplish it and I don't leave for six days so <laughs>
0: DJ I don't know DJ, that's Paco. disturbingly efficient
1: yes I mean sheets off her bed, y'all. Everything posters off the, wall, posters like off the walls, like knickknacks,
0: trinkets, Everything. trash can gone, bedding gone. Even though there's no bed in the ba- in the garage, she right. like, took it all. She that was, was anger. It was. I feel that. Like I, you
1: should be wary of a bitch who can channel <laughs> her rage into such productivity. Good for DJ. Good I'm for appreciating DJ, DJ more. Yeah, 100%. that's like
0: that's focused
1: rage. Absolutely, I really am into that. Like that's the markings of a the first female president mm. or a horse girl <laughs> a terrifying for- serial killer no. no one of the two things is happening <laughs> we're not sure which yet that'll be later on in the podcast
0: i just need to get in but like we have to acknowledge that like, dj is a horse girl oh yeah she's yeah. wearing like a cowboy themed outfit she in this does have episode. a slightly
1: western look to her i think she definitely she has a long hair for horse girl she definitely is probably a horse girl. She's probably not a horse girl who has ever actually ridden a horse.
0: I think she does later though. And then she, she becomes one later. like yeah, an actual, an actual equestrian yeah. rather
1: than just a horse girl. Yeah. TM. Good for her. <laughs> <laughs> also, yeah. Okay. Um just to like rewind, I feel like I need to state that John Stamos's mullet in this first episode when he first walks through the door, I need that hair immortalized at like the smithsonian please it is good <laughs> that shit is luscious it's bettered long perfectly it's trimmed long perfectly horse girl hair. her main let's talk about everybody's hair yeah like john stamos's m- mullet is a national treasure yep. and we deserve to be able to look at it forever
0: it should be in the dictionary when you look up mullet it should be that absolutely it's the most accurate portrayal of a mullet like a, of a cool mullet it's not like, that's, a, right, that's a southern a, mullet a beautiful mullet yeah the, not like, the, like a, it's not a white trash mullet a refined mullet. mullet yeah it was yeah.
1: yeah definitely like a fancy guy mullet mm-hmm. not a gross guy mullet mm-hmm. um, and Stephanie's hair in perfect this episode, curls perfect it is perfect.
0: It's the sweetest like perfect blonde haired blue eyed
1: child curls. Cute, perfect like um very classic early 90s late 80s uh pink plastic barrettes mm-hmm. in it. And her curls are so perfect
0: and her hair is so blonde and it's like I like, think she's like the perfect answer to um um the blonde child who's a dancer like from like the like from like the 40s and stuff. With the curly hair, Shirley Temple. Shirley Temple. She's the yeah. '80s answer to Shirley Temple. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. Yeah, with the dancing and like the yeah. sweetness and and, and the, the comedic precociousness. Timing. Right. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: I think you're right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, she's so adorable. Like,
0: they're like a perfect little Aryan trio. Those. Mm-hmm. Girls. Especially Michelle, her Michelle. I didn't. I forget how like big and beautiful Michelle's eyes were. Oh my god! Like huge, so
1: huge, gigantic, very expressive. I totally get how she ended up. You know, the, those, they ended up being cast as Michelle, because um, they really were like perfect film babies. Um, yeah,
0: that's what I'm saying. I feel like we need to appreciate that. Yeah, I don't we think we really have yet as a culture appreciate like how. Correct beautiful they all were and like how actually talented they really did they some, were
1: they did some kick-ass casting work on yeah, this show
0: i agree and yeah it was a good call to get rid of that old danny mm. like Ooh. there's taste oh. involved in this correct um so yeah it turns out dj is in the base in the garage and they go down and like she's on the phone with her her lip her red lip phone her red lip phone classic iconic did you have a cool phone as a kid
1: i i had a uh, phone that was garfield so, like, it looked like Garfield the Cat, and you pulled out, like, Garfield's spine. I think I saw that, and I spine. wanted it. I didn't yeah, have it. I had one of those as a kid, um, which was hilarious.
0: Uh, Wait, how old?
1: Oh, probably, you know, like, around DJ's age, probably, oh. like, 9, 10. In your room? Um, the phone was in my room. I did not have my own line. I did not have my own phone mm. line as a child. She fights for that. Yeah, this I season. don't, I'm not, uh...
0: Yeah, I never, really yeah, I never had much. my own line ever. Mm-mm. Except until I went to college. Right. That's when I got my own, own line.
1: I got a cell phone in high school, and that was as close as I'll ever get. Yeah, and then I never used a landline ever again.
0: Except <laughs> <laughs> so when I'm at home with my my grandma. She has a landline, of course. Fair she has enough. a landline. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, my grandma actually got rid of hers.
0: Yeah, she's on the phone talking she to Kimmy see. Gibbler. Oh, Kimmy Gibbler, who we haven't met yet. We haven't met yet. We've we have never have heard met her her only via
1: the phone. Um,
0: shout out to consistency because a lot of times in sitcoms like when you like when they mention like a character who we don't see yet yeah, we don't know a lot about like they changed her name or something's weird about that
1: yeah absolutely no she's Kimmy, from the Kimmy start. Gibbler from the start and I really appreciated that when she said her best friend Kimmy Gibbler that was who she was on the phone with mm-hmm. I was like oh shit they name dropping her already they could have mm-hmm. been vague about this mm-hmm. but they really went there and firmed it up yeah they made it I real immediately. I love the show, the it's show great. So I, I'm really, I'm growing in appreciation of it. The more we talk about it, yeah,
0: good. This is that's what this podcast is for. There Thank you, you. I'm already, I already feel validated right now. <laughs> um, and so I think what happens, is they, they, um, Danny goes upstairs for some reason and to tells Jesse. Yeah, Jesse has to crying. handle it. She tells, I don't know why he. I know why he does not tell Joey to do it. Hello. <laughs> he tells Jesse to handle it. Um, and Jesse ends up
1: Briding bribing her.
0: Bribing her, yeah. And you know. she goes with it because, like, she's DJ and she's a she's a she knows what she wants. She's a hustler, baby. She's like she like gets twenty bucks. Twenty one. Twenty one is what we landed on. Yeah. To go back up upstairs. DJ uh, drives a hard bargain, y'all. Yeah, twenty one bucks in like nineteen eighty seven. Hello. For a ten year old. Right. Good shit. That's paying my rent right that's now. What's <laughs> <laughs> With inflation, <laughs> <laughs> and um, they go upstairs, and um, Vanessa is gone.
1: Poor Jesse. Yeah, y'all. Vanessa was cute. She was cute. She had a lot of hair. How much of that hair was hers? Do you think? I think it was. I think
0: it was. Think it, it was, was the hers. late eighties, early nineties. It was. Yeah, her. people cut it, their hair the, for a while and put a lot of hairspray hair. in it. Yeah, yeah. And um, she had
1: a fucking fabulous gold banana clip in her head. She, Did you yeah, that? it was beautiful.
0: I think I to appreciate watching rewatching this and like seeing all the, the parade of like very eighties ladies. Jesse brings in in the and out of Jesse's life. Yeah, that'll yeah. be fun.
1: Um, also, bold move bringing a, inviting
0: a woman over the first day that you've moved in with but, your three nieces. <laughs> I later learned that like in this in the first season, Jesse's like twenty six or twenty seven years old. Okay, so he's stupid. Yeah, yeah. Danny's like 30, 31. Yeah, so is Joey. Um, but Jesse's like a twenty-something-year-old. All right. Yeah.
1: Well. Okay. And
0: I and also I don't begrudge him because like he's like a motorcycle. He's like a literal rock he's star. He's a Motorcycle
1: rock star. And, and you got to
0: do your thing. Danny knew what he was getting into. Like I don't know like what possessed Danny to like the house. Possessed Danny to like the bring <laughs> him, bring a like a rock star person into like Around with his, his children. Three children who has no experience at all. Right. I mean, at least he's family, and there's not you mm-hmm. know that's not nothing, but. Yeah, like why I don't know. I And used, clearly
1: you see very quickly on that he is a, a
0: good human he loves human.
1: them he loves yeah. their family. Um
0: but yeah, I don't know like yeah. why Danny chose him and not his mom cuz his mom offered to stay. Like why not have his mom and his grand and his dad move in? Like, cuz that's normal he for a family. I don't know. I don't know. It's Lady not that dark. <It's> <laughs> it's not that dark says the girl who
1: thinks that the house is possessed and <laughs> like there's Yeah, slow it
0: down slow. it's not that crazy stop um <laughs> so um dj is moving back in and then danny finds out that she was bribed to go to go back upstairs and like he and she says well if I, you're not like paying me i'm not staying up here so bye
1: <laughs> i mean she's gonna rule the world one day y'all except she doesn't in fuller house have you been following fool house no, I haven't seen it. She moves back in the house. I re- mm.
0: Her husband dies and she moves back in the house.
1: Well, I feel like that might say a lot about just... Maybe she's lining up more I with ho- Cameron I- Bure's life rather than DJ's life. But... Um, yeah, it'd be
0: interesting to like, figure out how that fits into the universe I'm building. Yeah, I hear ya. Because I feel like maybe their spouses are cursed in some way that brings them back to the house. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but yeah, she goes back to the, um, the garage and Danny follows her with... Um, Stephanie, Stephanie in tow. and they have like the first official sappy talk of
1: the first of many, many. Yeah,
0: the very first with the music cues in. Mm-hmm. It talks. literally all and in the subtitles. What kind of hit me? Melancholic music. <laughs> I got kind of. I didn't like when he asked her, like, "What should I do?" Right. I don't. My therapist asks me that sometimes. That's the only time it's appropriate to ask someone, "What would right. what would I, what would you do in this situation?" Like, right. to have a parent ask them what to do, like, I feel right. like She's ten, that's too young. much of a burden it's for a, a kid. You already named this poor child Donna
1: Joe. Like, like, what would like, your mom do?
0: What would your dead mom do? It's right. like, she just died, leave her alone. Yeah, don't just, don't do but that. use your brain. Like, what do you want your, <sighs>
1: yeah. It worked out, and her answer was great. Yeah. Her answer, she said, mom would have caught me before I moved to the garage because she always knew everything I did before I did it.
0: <sighs> yeah.
1: Y'all, if that ain't calling your dad to the carpet mm-hmm. saying, Where the fuck you been, man? Yeah,
0: like don't go to work. Stay home for a little bit longer. Right. Like adjust your girls. Get to know your girls more. Let them adjust to having two
1: new dudes that they barely know yeah. in the house. And
0: Yeah, know. like take your time, be with your girls, learn them and like learn to be a dad and like teach your friends how to be dads too if you're gonna like I don't know force them around your children. Your children. Yeah, and then what was the resolution to that um that moment? But he's, oh yeah, they say like, we're a family and we're never going to leave. He was like, she was, her thing was that like he's, people were disappearing.
1: That's right. And he wanted to assure her that not only were they all there for each other, but that they were there for each other so much that if she did not move back into her bedroom,
0: all five of them would move into the garage with her. Which is cute, but also like there's a layer to that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like I get it. Like we're going to, you're like, you can't run away from us, but also you can't run away from us. With eyes. Eyes widened.
1: Yeah. Very serious.
0: You so they're like, yeah, away. there are double meanings to that. Yeah. Which is sweet, but also terrifying coming from Danny Tanner, who I think is the host. That's officially. right. <laughs> I think he's the host of
1: the house. The house must be full. <laughs> and if the garage must be full too, then so be it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> um
0: Yeah. And that, so they go back upstairs, and um, Michelle's being cute in the living room in her little pin oh, and man. Jesse's having a moment with her saying like having they like a cute so little cute thing together oh yeah
1: I mean seeing John Stamos be cute with a baby good lord that's attractive
0: yeah that's that's why and I that's like the only way I saw him for years right if there
1: is something about being in your late 20s and childless hmm. and seeing a man as beautiful as John Stamos talk cute to a baby that just makes you go oh <laughs> <laughs> yep oh yeah okay all right i get it <laughs>
0: yeah um so yeah they all come back upstairs and um dj lets jesse keep the money
1: kindly <laughs>
0: kindly <I guess>. allows <laughs> him to keep the 21 him. bucks no she says it's uh, put it on her his her tab oh, or his right. tab put it on your tab i she she I mean, is might as well She's if you're gonna forced to be forced to, be forced in to live life. in a room with your sister and with like two other strange men just right. like get money out of it Also, what's the deal with
1: Joey living in their, like, book nook in the living room?
0: That's the darkest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. That is some Harry Potter covered under the stairs shit. And happily. Right. Right to say like, happy like fine he's like in the background just like putting his little things together right. dressing his mannequin who changed the mannequin will, clothes will change with every outfit uh, what Happily, i like was that his mannequin is wearing his outfit mm-hmm. it, it, the, the this, long-tailed button down the <laughs> ugly ass
1: button down <laughs> that right like how far are you bending over that your tail needs to be that long mm-hmm.
0: i don't know <laughs> Um, it's so it's dark. dark. Joey, let's keep an eye on Joey.
1: Yeah, we're gonna y'all. We're gonna have to watch Joey. He's on suicide watch for right now because he is His living in a book nook. Backstory <laughs> must be
0: so tragic I'm to him. Like you. walking down the street with with carrying dirty clothes. The clothes are dirty. they walking even down in the a street. Garbage
1: bag, y'all. He just had the clothes.
0: Just happy howling. to be there. Happy to live in the living room.
1: In the living room. In the book
0: nook. Like, why can't him and Jesse share a room?
1: Yeah, you know. I mean, if. DJ can live in the garage.
0: Yeah, why not convert your garage sooner? Right, sooner before Joey comes. Right,
1: why didn't we think about that beforehand? Why
0: didn't we think about the arrangement? The why did you Why did you agree to say, oh, "How about I'll wait until you make a space for me, then I'll come"?
1: Right, or maybe sure, I don't mind sharing a room for a couple of months while your garage gets converted, and then we'll figure it out. But like, how you gonna make a grown ass man live in the book nook? If he's Joey, he will. Yeah but we shouldn't have to ask him to do that. It's not fair to ask it of him. He's going to do it cuz he's a good guy and clearly down on his luck cuz like he said his being a stand-up comedian is a non-paying job. Yeah. Um but boy. It is a dark timeline that he is on currently. I want to
0: look at. Maybe we should have a different, separate podcast just for Joey. <laughs> like look at, like have like watch every episode and watch from Joey's perspective. Like look at what Joey's doing in every Absolutely. episode and see like what his storyline actually is apart from everyone else. Dave Coulier, reach out to us, please. We're gonna talk because we want to. We want to know like, what character you. work he did. Absolutely. Oh, that'd be that's, such a great interview to see, like, ask them what character, they did. Right, absolutely. It's such a
1: multifaceted thing because Joey is is so positive and so light and so lovely, and the comedic relief for everybody, and yet very clearly got to be going through his own shit. Like <laughs>
0: so many, yeah. And there, there are, there are like lines. We'll get to it, but like in other episodes, there are lines we're talking, when he talks about like getting smacked and like. But it's like in the eighties, like we always talked about, like being hit by their parents and like getting smacked around as kids in a fun way, but like from Joey. It's a lot darker.
1: Yeah, you can tell there's an edge to it. There's a oof. yeah, like
0: oh, yeah. Keep an eye out for Joey, guys. Um, um, By the way, Full House is on Hulu. By the way, if oh, you want to yeah. watch along with us, Full Get House is on there. Hulu, and I'm sure you can find the pilot, um, the unaired pilot with the creepy tension, uh, yeah. <laughs> on YouTube. I sexy mom action. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, they like they're all upstairs, and they end the episode with Michelle cooing, and then Danny saying, "Oh no, she's singing." Or she likes to sing, and then they sing the Flintstones theme song, yeah, which is pretty random and random. I mean, it was a big
1: cartoon at the time, so it's not weird necessarily. Um, But of all the things they could have been singing, it seemed like the theme song to a. But it was just. But it was Joey's. It was Joey who started it, though. Joey
0: started singing it, like that's his way of like soothing. A yeah, child. I this is what children
1: like—the
0: Flintstones. Instead of like a Beatles song or like a nice like R and B, like, like a I Lullaby love you. something yeah. kind of baby song. He goes to maybe the Flintstones is what nurtured him as a kid. Maybe he was raised by TV and like. I loved the Flintstones as a kid. I got annoyed by the Flintstones. I like...
1: used to count time in the Flintstones. Like if, if my mom had to go somewhere and I Aww. had to be left with my grandmother, <laughs> she'd say, I'll be back in two episodes of the Flintstones. So I'd sit my ass down watch two episodes of the Flintstones <laughs> and start immediately asking my grandmother, okay, where's my mom? If she wasn't back immediately <sighs> at the end of the second one. <laughs> way moment. to start a child <laughs> in a very specific way. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I told time by the
0: Flintstones. I did that with Arthur. My mom oh, didn't again. do it for me, but like I would like... When we were driving from, like, Atlanta to back home, mm-hmm. and I was just, like, how many Arthur episodes is this? It was three. Yes,
1: three Arthurs.
0: And a little bit more. Yeah. Like, three Arthurs to get from, from Atlanta to Columbus. Yes. Then, and then some more. Had, like, a- but when we got to Columbus, we'd get, like, McDonald's or something.
1: Yes, God. Yeah. And then you'd have, like, what, two-thirds of an Arthur to get mm-hmm. home? <laughs> yeah. But we
0: was probably sleep I our, like, food McDonald's coma.
1: Yes, McDonald's coma. So, <sighs> such French fry. Mm, much French fry, so chappiness. <laughs> much nap. <laughs> um,
0: we're done. We did it. Oh my god, that's the first episode. Ah! We did it. We did it, guys. So yeah, thank you for indulging me.
1: It was my pleasure. It want, always is.
0: Do you want people to follow you on social media at all?
1: Uh, sure. You can find me on Instagram at Izbro. That's I Z Z B R O, and on Twitter at Izzy Brown.
0: Cool. And you can find this podcast. Um, I'll link to all the episodes and like post like full house related things on my the house must be full um instagram most of my posts
1: won't be full house related they'll mostly be dog related
0: and my personal is lame little t um t i um for a personal account and little underscore melita at, on twitter that's me um think that's it we did it thank you for listening guys thank you for indulging stay tuned for more um i definitely want to hear your theories and like what you see in full house and like oh, what yes. your background full house is and like I wanna know like where what your entry was to full house, because I feel like I'm not the only one who like enjoyed it. Absolutely. Like genuinely enjoyed it. Hell yeah. And still enjoy it. Like go back and watch it. It's on Hulu again. Go watch it. See what you find. Alright. Bye. Bye. La, la.